Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. We've taught about end times prophecy in the Bible, but when is it gonna happen? How imminent is the rapture? And what is the millennium? What are the Hebrew feasts that predict all this? Paul Wozniak explains Shabua Millennium. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On today's show, we are going to round off our Bible teaching series on biblical end times prophecy. We've already completed a seven part teaching series. You'll see that soon on PrayInJesusName.org. But now, we're going to interview an end times scholar. Paul Wozniak has written an important book, Shabua Millennium. It's about the last thousand years. And, and we're gonna talk about the Hebrew feasts that predict all of this and what Jesus said in Matthew 24. Welcome to the program, Paul Wozniak. Welcome to the program, sir. How are you today? I'm doing just wonderful, thank you. It's a great day to be alive. Amen. So we have studied with our, our TV audience uh, all of the Old Testament scriptures about the end times. We've gone through the book of Revelation, but especially uh, Matthew 24, and the corresponding scriptures in Mark 13, Luke, 11, uh, Luke 21, where Jesus predicts the signs of the end times, and you have an opinion that the rapture is imminent. How close are we? Well, I, I, in terms of imminent, it's, it, it's, it's, I, it's not for me to pick, an hour, pick the hour or the day. Right. But what we do know, Dr. Chaps, is that Jesus said there would be signs and all the signs that Jesus gave us in Matthew 24, Mark 13, and Luke 21 have happened and are continuing to happen. And so that tells us that we're getting near this period that Jesus described as the end of the age. And the end of the age would be the end of the age of iniquity. This period of 6,000 years that began in the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve sinned and brought iniquity into this world. You see, the word Shabuah is a Hebrew word that means a complete time period of seven. It's got two root, the, the word is very re relatively simple, but we've lost the meaning over millennia. We've lost the meaning of the word in translation, essentially. To hold up but, the title of your book, it's called Shabuah Millennium. And I, before you explain what the word Shabuah means, it has a very special uh, meaning in Hebrew. I wanna just focus on the word millennium. We've been talking about the 1,000 year period at the end of the age. The, Re the book of Revelation talks about, you know, uh, uh, at the end of that time, Satan is loose for a little while, but, but it's a time when Christ lives on earth with his church in relatively peace, uh, you know, like a Sabbath, like a, the seventh thousand year period. Now, I wanna point out that 6,000 years ago, not only does the Bible say that Adam and Eve came to being, but it's also co corresponds with science because 6,000 years ago was the beginning of the Bronze Age when humans began to fashion metal tools for the first time, the beginning of the first written alphabets. And we've talked about written text, not just caveman drawings, but actual alphabets 6,000 years ago. There's a seventh 
1,000 year period that we're about to enter into, wouldn't that be a coincidence if the rapture happened around that time? Uh, it, it's actually, it's, it's not a coincidence because everything in the Bible, Dr. Chaps, God is, God is, is not close, it's not approximate, it is absolutely accurate. And so we can trust when, when, when God's word says something, we can trust that it's going to happen. And so um, I was, uh, I'm one of a number of people that over the years have done a, a, a timeline on the Bible. And so I started from scratch just with scripture and was able to determine that the year of creation was 4004 BC. So we can determine as of the year 2023, this year, we can determine, can determine how many years have elapsed since creation? And so if you take 4,004 plus 2023, you arrive at a period of 6,027 years, correct? Yeah, that sounds so, right. So you have 6,027 years. You have to subtract one year because there's no year zero. So what you <laughs> arrive at, well, so what you arrive at is you've got 6,026 years as of today that have elapsed since creation. Now, that's significant because if a, Shab a Shabuah is a complete time period of seven, there's a complete time period of seven days, which of course is Genesis 1 and Genesis 2. There's a complete time period of seven years, which is, for example, the six years that God allowed the people of Israel to farm the land. And, and the seventh period, uh, uh, the seventh year was a period of rest. And in both of those instances, whether days or years, the seventh period of a Shabuah is the Sabbath. Well, in the very same way, Dr. Chaps, a Shabuah God has, has designed as his master plan from the beginning of time. It is a Shabuah. It's a Shabuah of millennia. In other words, 6,000 6, years or six 1,000-year periods of work or activity in this case, sin, death, evil, iniquity, are followed by a 1,000-year period of Sabbath rest. Wow. Which is so the coming the millennium is a Sabbath rest, and that's the root word of the Hebrew word Shabuah, sounds like Shabbat, or rest, the day of rest. Exactly. Like the Lord works six days, and then he rested on the Sabbath, and he commanded us to keep the Sabbath. You're saying there's a 1,000-year period of rest, of Sabbath, that is yet to come. Hold up the book uh, and, and unpack the word Shabuah a little bit more because it's a funny word to us English speakers. Yes, it is. Yes, the, the word Shabuah, S-H-A-B-U-A, it's, it's, a, it's a Hebrew word that has two root words in it. One word is, is, the, is the cardinal number seven, and the other root word is the meaning of something complete, total, full, satisfactory. So you have in this one Hebrew word, two root words, meaning seven and complete. In addition to that, what's very important is whether the word is used expressly in, in the Bible where it's actually stated, or whether it's implied, which is many times, in all instances it's used in reference to a time period. So in essence, Dr. Chaps, what we have is we've got complete time period of seven. And so that explains, that right there, that word explains what God was doing in the beginning. So we've got all this debate of whether it's six days or six millennia or six billion years or whatever. 
it actually shouldn't be any debate at all because God designed creation as six days plus he rested on the seventh day, giving us the precedent-setting Shavuot. Amen. We need to take a short break. When we come back, let's get into the Hebrew feasts that predate and predict the end times. This is PIJN News, defending your religious freedom. Dr. Chaps will be right back. Hi, I'm Dr. Chaps. I've been praying and teaching for years about the baptism in the Holy Spirit how you can have the power of God right now for your prophetic or power gifts ministry. This new teaching goes through not just Acts chapter two, when the disciples received the power of God from on high and began speaking in other tongues. But we also teach on the gifts of the Holy Spirit and every instance we could find in church history of the gift of tongues. This product is brand new and available to you for a suggested donation of $30 Call us at 866-Obey-God to get yours today, or you can find it on our website, PrayInJesusName.org. Click on the online bookstore at the top of the page, PrayInJesusName.org, available for a suggested donation of $30. Or you can call us at 866-Obey-God. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. I'm Dr. Chaps. Do you wanna get free news alerts faster than everybody else? Do you wanna get invitations to private events to come meet me in person? Do you wanna get a free religious freedom window decal? Pick up your phone, it's right there by your hand and text this word, text the word PRAY to 24365. Text the word PRAY to 24365 and we'll sign you up. Then call us at 866-Obey-God. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D to get a free religious freedom sticker. Call today. Defending your religious freedom, here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps, joined again by Paul Wozniak, a Bible scholar, a Hebrew scholar, uh, who has studied the feasts of the Old Testament, particularly from Leviticus 23. Paul, how do the feasts of the Hebrew people, the ones that God commanded to, to keep, how does that predict or connect to the end times prophecies? Well, the, the feasts are all referenced in Leviticus 23. And the first feast that's mentioned, of course, is the Sabbath. Uh, which in Hebrew is the word Shabbat, and Shabbat has uh, in its root, it's got the, it, the meaning of complete and seven, just like the word Shapua. So you've got the Sabbath, which is the seventh, the seventh time period. And so the seventh time period, in terms of it w looking at end times prophecy, is in the book of Revelation, and that would be Revelation 20 where the Jesus talks about, or it's the revelation of the words of Jesus, and it talks about there being a 1,000-year period of rest, and where, where Jesus is on this earth as King of kings and Lord of lords. And at that, for that 1,000 years, God is going to restore the earth to the way it was in the beginning when, during the time of the Garden of Eden. Before the age of iniquity began, things were perfect on this earth. You had, you had a perfect, perfect human beings, Adam and Eve, and a perfect planet. And when sin entered this world, so came Satan's sin, death, and evil. And so we've had 6,000 years. We're approaching the end of this 6,000-year period that began in the Garden of Eden. Dr. Chaps, we don't know when Adam and Eve sinned. If we knew the year that they sinned, we would know the very year that this 6,000-year age of iniquity 
terminates, but we don't know that. But we do know from other scripture that we are we are approaching the end of this 6,000 year age. So what are some Se of the other feasts in Leviticus 23? Does that predict right. what we're in now? Well, so another feast in, in Leviticus there is, is, the, is the feast of Passover. The Passover is a particular feast that is a spring feast. And this, this feast was fulfilled in Jesus's first coming to earth. When he, when he suffered and died for the sins of the world, that feast was fulfilled. And so now as, as believers in Jesus, we look back at the Feast of Passover, and that's what we celebrate. When we celebrate, uh, when we remember Christ's death on Good Friday, and we celebrate his resurrection on Easter Sunday, we're, right. we're remembering. And it's like the blood of the lamb was applied to the doorpost of our heart, so the destroyer angel passes over us, and we're saved as Christians. Uh, so give me another feast. How does this apply? Another feast is the Feast of First Fruits. The Feast of First Fruits was when the high priest, he would wave on a particular day, and it was on a Sunday, a particular Sunday, that he would wave the, the sheaf of the first fruits of the wheat harvest. And so what that would symbolize is this fresh new growth. And it was on that day that Jesus appeared to many after his resurrection. And it was a symbol that, that God's, this, this, this first fruits, Jesus, and the Bible says that Jesus is the first fruits. And then another feast is the Feast of Weeks, which is also literally called the Feast of Shabuah. That's because it's a feast that comes seven Shabuah, Shabuah, Shabuah days after the Feast of First Fruits. And so that might sound confusing, but just look at it this way. This is, the, this is what we call, as believers, the Feast of Pentecost, because it's a feast that comes after, after the, the Feast of Passover. And on this feast, we celebrate two things. We celebrate the birth of the church, but m most people don't understand that the Feast of Shabuah also ce celebrates the birth of the nation of Israel. So in this instance, the high priest holds up two loaves, two loaves, one symbolizing the, the birth of the nation of Israel, God's chosen people, and also years later, millennia later, it celebrates the birth of the church. And that may correspond in the book of Acts, for example, uh, Pentecost is like 50, Penta 55, uh, 50 days after the, the ascension of Christ is when the Holy Spirit came down. And coincidentally, that's almost 49, like seven Sabbaths or seven weeks after. So that would correspond to the Feast of Weeks. Okay, give us another feast. How about the trumpets? The Feast of Trumpets is a fall feast. And the fall feast, is interesting because the fall feast have not yet happened. They're still prophecy to us. And the fall feast have to do with Jesus's second coming. And the, the, unlike the, 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 early, the spring feasts that have, have already happened and are prophetically fulfilled, the fall feasts are a time of judgment. And, the, and so they're, they're, they all have to do with a harvest. You see, as I said, the Feast of First Fruits has to do with the wheat harvest. The Feast of Shabuah has to do with the barley harvest. The Feast of the Feast of Trumpets has to do with the grape harvest. And in this, for this feast, what we have is we have the last feast. 
It's when the grapes were brought in out of the field. And then the and then what happens is the feasts are plowed under. So in other words, the it's it's preparing the feast for the new growth. And this would be symbolizing that God is going to start anew. He's going to bring in all he's the 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 good harvest and he's going to plow under everything that is a is a that didn't make that didn't grow. So all but when the, you look at, I have a question about that. When you look at in Revelation, uh, like chapter six through nine, going into 11, really, it talks about the seven trumpets. Do you think John the Revelator was, was thinking in his mind when he saw the angels blowing seven different trumpets, that that corresponded to the Old Testament piece of trumpets in Leviticus 23? That's a, that's a great question. You see, there's a big difference there. The trumpets that are blown in Revelation are blown by angels and they signify judgment. So they signify judgment. The trumpets in, in, um, in, in Leviticus, the Feast of Trumpets, is, is the beginning of the year. It's the beginning of the year for the Jewish people. So they blew those trumpets in a single, this is fantastic. This is the start of our year. And it corresponds to the very first trumpets, to the very first day when God blew those trumpets and he created the heavens and the earth and people. Got so it. that's the distinction there. The trumpets in, in Revelation have to do with judgment. They're blown by angels. Okay. The trumpets that God blows are for, are for blessing, where he calls his church home as an example. We got to take a short break. When we come back, I'll have Paul Wozniak wrap it up here and give us a big picture, when is the end about to happen? Hello everyone, I'm Mike Lindell, and I wanna tell everyone to get behind Dr. Chap's ministry here in his program, and you can do that by using, going to mypillow.com, using the promo code PRAYNEWS, and you're gonna save up to 66% on all my products, but more importantly, a lot of that money is gonna go back to support Dr. Chaps and this programming. And it's, uh, I just can't tell you enough, to get people to Jesus is so important. And to have ministries like this is, is that it's just absolutely amazing. I'm interrupting this commercial right now. Retailers have canceled my pillow. And to thank you for your support, I'm gonna pass the savings directly on to you. Go to MyPillow.com right now to get deep discounts on all my pillow products. For example, you can get my premium my pillows, regularly $69.98, now just $29.98, the lowest price ever. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and due to your incredible support, the original My Slippers are almost completely sold out. As a special thank you, I am launching my brand new all-season slippers, slides, and sandals for as low as $29.98. This is a limited time offer, so go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code and you'll get all my new footwear for as low as $29.98. My all-season slippers are made with my exclusive four-layer design that you won't find in any other slipper. They're finished with a breathable fabric so you can wear them all year round. And my new slides and sandals are made with patented impact gel, making them ultra comfortable and extremely durable. I guarantee they'll be the most comfortable footwear you'll ever own. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen now to get your very own all-season slippers, slides, and sandals for as low as $29.98 with your promo code. This is an introductory offer and it won't last long, so order now. 
He is the intersection of church and state. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps. Paul Wozniak is our resident Hebrew scholar explaining Shabuah Millennium. Paul, where can people get a copy of your book and show us the cover? This is a this is the the advanced copy of the book. the 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 uh, book is coming out. It's not out yet. It'll be in um, it'll be in bookstores and online on Amazon soon. But right now, you can sign up for an advanced copy if you go to shabua.com, and this is what you'll see. Um, and so that's the book. So this is the book, and it's about it's about the end times. This this book has to do with the timing. Why? We are getting ever so close to to God blowing the trumpet, to God blowing the trumpet, and God calling His church home before this, the the tribulation. Let's talk about and, the trumpet for a second, because uh, we yes. already mentioned the the seven trumpets of Revelation, but there are specific trumpets mentioned in Matthew twenty four. Jesus says immediately after the great tribulation of that time. The, the, the sun and the moon will be darkened, the angel will blow the trumpet, and the, the, the elect will be gathered from the four winds. Then in Thessalonians, Paul talks about the catching away, the, the, the catching up, the rapio, the, the, um, the, the rapture of the church, right? Uh, and, and that corresponds with the trumpet. And then in Corinthians, Paul talks about, uh, we're not all gonna be asleep, but the, the uh, mortal will take on immortality at the sounding of a trumpet, the dead will raise, and we'll be raised with them, and we'll be together with the Lord forever. When is that trumpet happening? Yes, that trumpet is sounded by God. It's the voice of Jesus. In Revelation chapter one, you hear, you, uh, we have a picture of Jesus in heaven. Revelation two and three is the church on earth. In Revelation 4, verse 1, Dr. Chaps, it's so beautiful. That is the blowing of the trumpet. And in that particular verse, Revelation 4, 1, that signals the church is being called home because John is a believer representing believers. And so in that particular verse, the trumpet is blown and John is told by the voice of Jesus to come up here. And that is the rapture verse. That is the rapture. And that particular verse, as you pointed out, corresponds to 1 Thessalonians 4, as well as 1 Corinthians 15. Those are the verses that deal with the God coming to blow the trumpet and taking his believers to heaven. And what's followed by Revelation 4.1 is Revelation 4.2 through the end of chapter 4 and Revelation chapter 5. And those chapters are the church in heaven. So you have in Revelation 4.1, Jesus calling the church home to be with him, to meet in the clouds and in the air. And then the rest of chapter four and five are believers in heaven. And they're in, in heaven chronologically before Revelation chapter six, because Revelation chapter six through 18 is the tribulation on earth. And chronologically speaking, in God's, in God's perfect way, Believers are in heaven before that all begins. And it's followed. So you have Revelation 6 through 18 is the tribulation on earth. Then in chapter 19 of Revelation, you have this incredible scene, scene in heaven with Jesus, with believers in heaven, returning to earth. That's Revelation chapter 19. So the church that had been in heaven for seven years with Jesus while the tribulation is going on earth, now they're seeing 
returning to earth with Jesus in chapter 19. And that's, of course, followed by Revelation 20, which is the thousand years on earth. We're on earth. We've just returned with Jesus from heaven to earth. And now we have a thousand years on an earth restored to the way it was in the beginning, like it was in the Garden of Eden. That is a beautiful timeline. I can see that you've sequentially thought it out, starting with Revelation 4, all the way to Revelation 20. uh, And you're describing what is traditionally known as a pre-tribulation, pre-millennial position, very popular among dispensationalists. And uh, I I have no problem with that, if that's the way it pans out. Uh, Paul, we just have one minute left. Uh, I want you to maybe talk to somebody in the audience who is not ready. They are not a Christian and they don't know about all this end times prophecy, but they're curious, but they've never received Jesus Christ as Lord. Would you pray with us? I absolutely would, I absolutely would. Just with this encouragement, we live in the greatest period of time in the history of the world. It's second pop probably to only the first century when Jesus walked this earth, because the prophecies that Jesus himself gave us and so many prophecies in scripture that you mentioned, like, like Daniel, for an example, all of those are coming, are coming to pass. And so we only need to look around us and see like, that these things are predicted. Jesus told us, do not be alarmed. So I would say, as you see the world falling apart, understand that this is in, this is predicted to happen. And Jesus told us, do not be alarmed. That's what Jesus' words are. Do not be alarmed what's, what, what's going on. Don't look around. Look up and see your salvation from the Lord. The 10 things that Jesus said were going to happen in Matthew 24, Mark 13, and Luke 21 are all happening. One of those things is the pandemic. It's called in the scriptures a pestilence. And when COVID-19 came up, that, that should have rung the bell of, of, for, for many people that Jesus predicted this was going to happen in the last days. We are in the last days. It's our time to look up. We live in the greatest time. So I, I, if, if, I, I, if I could just pray right now, just uh, Father, I would, would pray that you would open up your eyes, open up your ears, open up your hearts the door of your heart, Father, that your Holy Spirit would enter people's people's minds and hearts, and they would see your word, Lord. It's about your word. Father, they would hear the words of Jesus, and they would be confident that you know what's going on, and that they would find hope in knowing that this has been predicted, that they can find hope in you, and hope in a community of believers, Lord, that they'd get involved with their church, and celebrate, Lord, that, that your goodness and your graciousness and your love for us, that while we were still sinners, you died for us. So I pray for your listeners, Lord, Father, that you would do a work that, that only you can do. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Our guest has been Paul Wozniak, Shabua.com. Our website, to get a copy of this entire DVD series, eight-part series on the end times, visit PrayInJesusName.org. Again, PrayInJesusName.org. Click on the online bookstore and we'll get you the DVD series as soon as it's released. We'll see you next time.
Chaps need your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best financial donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray in Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll-free right now, 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org.